We fucked the bong. We fucked the bong. <laughs> and the bong won. <laughs> and the bong won. Fuck the bong and the bong won. Hold on, hold on. Say it again. Here we go. I fucked the bong and the bong. Five bongs don't make a right. Yes, but the 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 bong. Yeah, that bong. I don't bong in this group. Goes quiet. I saw the bong wayside. I'm the bongest man in the world. That's Wong John Silver. <laughs> this is Dr. Tong. And this is Professor Feather. And this is the Midnight Gadfly. This is <laughs> the Blue Fez, and you are listening to Un Unsane Radio. Let the transmission begin. Tonight, tonight, inmates, fellow inmates, we've got a treat for you. I hope that you've not seen this movie, but I also really want you to have seen it, because you know how good this movie is. This movie is about a group of astronauts who saved the Earth from an asteroid that was on a rapid collision course with them, and then they discover that they've returned to their space station with an alien slime creature that feeds on radiation and energy and reproduces, <laughs> reproduces from its own blood. We are talking 1968's Metro Golden Mayor and the Green Slime. Green Slime. The distant stars. The lonely, helpless Earth. The 21st century. So lonely world of the future and lurking beyond the cold strange immensity of conquered space growing and spreading beyond the warped imagination of the greatest human intellect exploding in unspeakable horror the green slime the civilized world at war with alien form, whose slimy touch means instant, horrible death. Invaders from beyond the stars, the green slime. Robert Horton. Luciana Paluzzi. Richard Jacob. You make too many mistakes. You're not right for command. This is my command, and I'll manage it. Two men struggle for survival in the infected remains of a diseased universe. One woman searches for a last chance to save the human race 
from the desperate hunger of the green slime. A battle in space against faceless beings. A cosmic nightmare that sends you into the incredible, the shock world of... Tar, punch it. Gesundheit. Green slime. Get it. <laughs> Flufez, punch it. It's all of the gelatin desserts from the 50s, 60s, 70s together in the cold, dark, deep stuff of the space. Professor Feather, punch it. Go walls paisley. <laughs> punch it. Two Eskimo brothers go into space. Uh, <laughs> uh, ben Affleck and Bruce Willis with uh, Owen Wilson. Uh, oh, wait, wrong movie. Uh, yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, that's good. Wow. And Richard Jekyll. Wow. Uh, uh, oh, wow. Sorry. Is an asshole. Wow. Wow. Oh, okay, not Richard Jekyll. His his captain. Uh, uh, <coughs> his character. Robert Horton. Jack Rankin. Yes, Jack Rankin. Horton. Horton, here's a who. We'll get yeah. to that in a minute after I give my punch. <laughs> Rankin's, got, Rankin's got no base. <laughs> got the head, punch it. How many sparklers did they use in this movie? Ah, sparklers, sparklers. What? I can't. Yeah. Uh, you're going, you, oh boy, the green slime produced by MGM and Toye. Toye, the company that brought us Invasion of the Neptune Men, starring Sonny Chiba, uh, The Magic Serpent, Gongari, Monster of the Deep, Voyage into Space, or the movie version of the Johnny Sacco series, uh, plus Message from Space, Captain Harlock, and the Power Rangers and some of the Common Rider series. And so, I mean, Toei is a huge studio. Oh, oh, Fez, Fez, I see your hand up. Don't forget the Japanese Spider-Man series. Oh, right, right. The way Ooh, better. Who forget that? Way better series than the one that was in the States at the time. So. It probably was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it I was. know it was. And we have an interesting pedigree. It was directed by Kini Fukasaku, who directed Tora, 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 and Message from Space, and the fantastic Battle Royale. That was his last movie. What a coinkity. But this, but this movie was made in conjunction with an American yeah, uh, right. See the yes. uh, the uh, they co-produced it. MGM provided the funding, and, and all uh, the actors. Toye, yeah, and Toye provided the and film. All the actors. Yeah, because a lot and, of those actors from were from a bunch of Italian but, movies too. So. Well, yes, and, and I know I know at least one of the actors. Yeah, but at least you know one who was of written by? Write the screenplay. Do you know who wrote the screenplay? Bill Finger, the co-creator of Batman and oh, Joker. Nice the Penguin. <laughs> yeah. Really. He, he was he he was the writer of the the screenplay, yeah. So it has a pedigree on us. But yes, you were right there, Gadfly Commander Jack Rankin, played by Robert Horton. Uh, yeah, he uh, he just comes off as a hard ass, no nonsense bastard. 
Yeah, he is, uh, but but the jarhead. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> Commander Vince Elliott, he's the one who fucks everything up. Everything yes, he, does. he does is completely wrong, completely inappropriate, and we can't spare the equipment that long. Yeah, right. Yeah. We got to go took, back what, for thirty the seconds to go yeah. through that. And how much stuff are you decontaminating in the first place? <laughs> I was going to say, where, where are you guys coming from? Yeah, like really? Yeah, you we, well, you uh, yeah, and, for five and, fucking minutes. Seriously. And, the the irony is, you know, they're all wearing white suits. There's white for a reason. And here's this little glob of green on that That's suit, but nobody sees that little Bright glob green. of green. <laughs> mm-hmm. And growing. Yeah. Well, yeah, it even starts to grow. It starts growing. I do like that green. whole idea. I like the idea behind the green slime. It also has that nod to uh, the blob. You know, there's a, there's a real yes. connection there, too, I think. Um, and this is, a, this is a pop culture icon. Every, it, with my punchline, think of the walls in the medical. It's these like paisley dots and, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's so of the time, you know, mm-hmm. it's reflected. Right. So in the future, it's proven soothing time. to the patient. Yes, that's right. Well, we're heading back to the 1960s. <laughs> and so are, so are mini skirts. They're pleasing to the patient. Yes, they are very beehive, pleasing to the Beehive hairdos. <laughs> smell of Aquanet. Robert Horton was in a TV show. Um, that's where I knew him from. Um, and I can't remember which show it was. I want to say Wagon Train, but that could be wrong. Uh, it was something like that. It was, I think it was a cowboy show. That's where I first saw him And then, you know, when I was a kid and then saw him in this movie. And Richard Jekyll always plays kind of a, a not a positive role, um, put it that way. Yeah, although in this one, yeah. He just makes bad decisions, which is very ironic because he keeps saying, I make such bad decisions. And then he makes another one. <laughs> and the girl goes, no, honey, you do not. He just doesn't learn from his bad decisions. Yes. Yeah, Horton was in uh, Wagon Train for a few years. Yeah, I was right. And he was I, in that book he, where he hears a who? Yes. Yes, he was right. in that book. That he was. Right. Uh, he, he, there was a big uh, you know, contest about that. In the courts. Yeah. He kept saying, what? <laughs> and let's not forget Dr. Lisa Benson, played played by Luciana Paluzzi, who was the specter villainous Fiona Volpe in yes. Thunderball. Yes. Oh, and, yeah. yeah. And this movie has the Thunderball look to it. <laughs> yeah, well, I think, I mean, she traded up. This let's movie has yeah, Thunderballs. Yeah. She traded, she it traded has up. a Gamma 3 look to it. it all, the, all the Italian, I, that's what I Yes, think I'm that. sure it's Fez. Will, uh, he's Japanese excited to talk about that. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, I am. <laughs> Go ahead, Fez. Tell us about the Gamma Gamma movies sequence. So, Sheik. yeah, the so the, they originally... Went, uh, tried to get the director, uh, Antonio Mercaretti, who had went on to do Wild Wild Planet, War of the Planets, uh, War Between the Planets, and Snow Devils. Snow Devils, yes. <laughs> <laughs> they they tried to get him, but you know he's too busy, so they they got somebody else to do this, and that's why when you watch this, you're just like this could easily just drop in right after snow devils and be another entry into the space station gamma one series i mean it's looks so similar to it and that's so when i i remember the first time i saw this i mistakenly thought it was a um it was part of that series but it's not but uh it's it's just 
delightfully <laughs> weird in all the right places. It's just great. oh yeah, it's a, it was actually supposed to be a fifth installment. Yeah, uh, into that into that quadrilogy, but uh, yeah, it didn't quite make it. But yeah, it is the, the closest thing you're going to get is you're going to see the model. You know, the space station is going to look the same. It's gamma yeah. gamma one, not gamma three, or you know, um, <laughs> gamma three, not gamma one. It's all the same space station. But yeah, this 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 movie is ridiculous, and and it's awesomeness. It, that's what makes it fantastic and fun to watch. It is so hamily acted and uh, over the top, and the creatures, you know, the creatures mm-hmm. are. Just... Yeah, Tar, tell us, uh, tell us about the green slime. What they what they oh. look like. Played by little Japanese people, <laughs> but anyway, they're slightly multi-eyed blobs with two legs and tentacles and slobbering drooling all no they have no, no they've got a, they have a bunch of oh, eyes right there the yeah they got a bunch of eyes they're kind of funky all over they got the big eye little eyes and they got these floppy there we go floppy tentacles i was mesmerized by the big eye yeah yeah and if you notice some of the sound effects are come from the johnny sacco series I heard well, the uh, music too is yes. from all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> so and I, yeah. I love their dancing when they're in their bar in the forward area. Anyway, they're all dancing, doing their futuristic dances. Those kids. Oh, yeah. I was oh. watching the last time I watched it. I <laughs> didn't pay attention. I paid attention to the dancers, you know? And these dancers were doing these really elaborate <laughs> moves behind it. I mean, just really elaborate moves together, you know? I'm going, man, they actually choreographed that shit. <laughs> well, I, I know Stop. someone who was called on to that to scene of the set of the movie. She was living in Japan, and she, uh, her friend was in this movie, and she said, would you like to be an extra? And that's, she's in uh, two scenes in the dancing scenes. Her name's Linda Miller. We might know her from King oh, yeah, Kong yeah, yeah. Apes. Yes. So this was one of her uh, one of her other movies that she had done while she was in Japan, and uh, a few years ago, one of the last G Fest I had I was at, I actually went to the airport to we were picking up all the guests, and so Linda Miller drove with me, and so we introduced ourselves, and I said, I'm really sorry, uh, and I hope don't mean to be this too much of a fanboy, but I am such a huge fan of the Green Slime. And she just kind of puts her head down her hands like, oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and because uh, she had no idea what the movie was. She, she got, they got dressed up and she's in those dancing scenes. They danced for a while. They shot and that's it, you know. And um, so she was just like, I go, no, no. I said, it's fantastic. I said, that's what I love about this movie. It is like so awfully wonderful. It always is enjoyable because of those things. It, 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 I've seen it. God, must be 50 times now. It's never lost that sense of enjoyment. You know? Oh, no. it's such oh, a sorry, problem. go ahead. Oh, it is, it is, it is. Feather, uh, tell us about your green slime. I think the song is really cool. <laughs> um, I This is no kidding. I was in bands in the past, and I would suggest that song. You know, and all, oh, the, bands be perfect, always, all the bands always reject it. You know, say, that's yeah, a that. But nah, man, that song says it all right there. It's that a great song. song embodies this, the, the ridiculousness of the movie. Um, I, I, yeah, I love I love the fact that it's this collaboration between the, the you know, Japanese and the, and 
American companies. And mm-hmm. the way that it all worked out, uh, it's, I also like the, uh, you're talking about the overacting. Well, one of the reasons it's overacted, I think, it's all dubbed. It's, you know, it's all shot right. um, without sound. Then they go back in and over. And you recognize a lot and of And you can tell too. that, you know, really, if you pay attention, it's, you don't even have to pay attention. It's pretty obvious. And so a lot, I think a lot of the, their emotions aren't the same, you know, you know, have that immediacy to, to their dialogue sometimes, but that makes it all, all the more fun. Uh, this is just a, this is, this is the classic example of a bad movie that is fun to watch. That's just period. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Not uh, 2001 Space Odyssey, like just come out the year later. Same year, 68. Yeah. Oh, same yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. Same year. yeah. So oh, look what this they're is on, double build with. They're on the they're on the they're on the spectrum. Yeah. Now, not to rub salt into the wound there, uh, Professor Feather, but I was actually in a in a performance ensemble that we did play the Green Slime uh, song. Oh, and nice. uh, yeah, it was a bunch nice. of teachers. Uh, we had we Death by Disney. We played some Disney songs, but we put no music to it. And so when I suggested Green Slime, and I played it for everyone, it was like, oh, yeah, we are playing Green Slime. And we did two performances, and the people who came the first night loved the song so much, they came back the second night so they could sing it. And everyone came out on the floor, they were dancing. Really? Green Slime! <laughs> yeah, so we had to play oh, like that's an good. of it, because everyone was like not wanting to stop dancing. So That'd be fun yeah. to do with that. Yeah. And what's the Horror Party Beach one, the Zombie Stomp? Yeah, I have, I have, yes. I think I have that on video, on DVD, I transferred on DVD, I'll have to find it, and uh, just play that segment, the green slime, yeah. Or what's, the, what's the one they used to sing all the time in uh, the AAP movies, uh, The Puppy Love, the guy would, literally all the teenage movies, some guy would sing the same song, he would lip sync it, but it was the same song that was played all through these like teenage I was a teenage werewolf. I was a teenage whatever. But it was that same song, Puppy Love, or whatever the fuck it was called. <laughs> they were I was a all teenage whatever was made in 2004, I think. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Gadfly, tell us what you... Gadfly slime. Okay, so I was uh, mistaking this movie for some completely other movie. Um, so when you suggested it, I'm like, fuck, I don't want to fucking watch that movie again. Um it, my veto. It, yeah, I, I didn't. I wasn't not to the veto stage. Um, but I watched this because Doctor Tar during a therapy session said, "This will help you all." Um, and we watched uh, the Green Slime. Uh, so as soon as I started watching it again, I'm like, "Oh, this movie." Okay, I really like this movie. This really is like one of those movies that uh, I would watch at you know 11:30 at night with a horror host or. Um, yeah. Saturday or Sunday afternoon when it would just be Absolutely. on in television, you'd be like, "Oh shit, this is awesome!" Yep. And, Creature um, feature. Yeah. yeah. And you know, yeah. with, the, with Richard Jekyll and Horton, who's a, a wannabe Robert Who? Klein. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a wannabe Robert Klein. Come on. Yeah, that dude looks like he should be hanging out with Bill Cosby. Maybe not now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think. The whole set is uh, the whole setup is great. Um, other than the fact that you know uh, Jekyll's character is a complete fucking buffoon. Like everything in the movie, every problem 
that happens is because he's a fucking idiot. Oh, uh, no, that's not true. No, right. he's a narcissist. How about, the, how about the scientist on the asteroid handling right. the samples? He's got to talk about it. Right. Like, turns well, around, he's got yes. this big clump. But, but Jake will, he goes, oh, look, another glowing one. He drops it on his machinery. Well, <laughs> yes, well, who throws it down and busts it open? The, but Jekyll is the he's his character is the one that oh like, no he's the let's dead go kid. back after these people and sacrifice everybody else oh decontamination oh no, he's but, too yeah. soft hearted right and for uh, this when I said Eskimo brothers that's can't because, be the cold bastard like yeah, Horton yeah Eskimo <laughs> brothers means that they both have been with the same woman right so there's that whole kind of love triangle um, that's going on with all this stuff. And uh, Horton even says, hey, you're still in love with me. She's like, you don't love him, Lisa. You pity him. Yes, you, you pity love him. me. Yes. I okay. can't believe your ego, but I'm not going to say it's wrong. Yeah. That's my added line. There's my ego. I was going to say, wait well, a minute. I'm yeah. feeling rather sexy now. Thank you. As much as uh, Horton, uh, or Commander who? Jack Rankin is a hard Jack ass, Rankin. he is right all the time. Everything he does is the right decision. That's why I do what I do. Right, yeah. You know, and the only redeeming thing is that uh, you know, Elliot comes back and Elliot. saves him, um, and dies in the process. And you're like, good, yeah, he died. You know, and then Rankin is still so cool that he says posthumously, "I would like you to make him a hero." Right. He's the dude. Like he's really the dude. You know. Yes. And they even try to set him up as the, the man. Astronaut. Yes. Yeah. Now, in the Japanese cut, there is a, a shorter version of this. It's 77 minutes where that whole They cut love out all the jackal stuff. Right. Cut out all that love triangle <laughs> stuff. And it's a lot more militaristic in tone, which is probably suits Rankin's no-nonsense way of dealing with things. So that's that's probably that. But it's funny think... how they thought of marketing. I mean, what they would think that we would like over... It... But oh, I that trailer was way better than the movie. You know, I mean, <laughs> yes. oh, I was gonna say we—you don't even need to talk about the movie after that trailer. That trailer pretty much yeah. says it. Yeah, all. it's like, come on, man. Says it all. <laughs> it's like the best, best movie in the planet. Hey, and and, right. and the trailer was even better. Not watching it, but just listening to it, yes. you're like, it's just, man, they were really selling this film. I mean, they that that guy was putting everything, every mm-hmm. every announcer trick he could throw into that man i'm like after that trail i'm like yeah, i want to see this i think those are made that's a great the movie. Voice. you know they're made before the movie comes out so you can't like he's not gonna go like oh fuck no i look at those <laughs> I'm not, i can't i can't try to sell those big moppy things what the oh come on they're like no, like sell the with sparkler arms come on <laughs> you know yeah actually now, at this know. time period I like watching the trailer now. It's like, oh, yeah, I remember all that. Oh, great. Let's move on. <laughs> I've seen it. I can take two minutes of 790. Well, somebody I don't need to watch the whole thing again. Somebody mentioned Sid and Marty Croft earlier. Yes. Uh, Sigmund and the Sea Monster. Totally ripped off the look uh, of the green slime. <laughs> you know, for the Sigmund. And I remember growing up watching Sigmund and the Sea Monster. I thought oh, yeah. that was a fun one. I liked the show. Um, but it was with Jimmy it was, Walker. Or is yeah, it was a cross between the green slime and like almost like a weird distortion of HR Puffin stuff's head. Like if he were a jellyfish, with a snaggletooth. 
It would look like that, right? With the yeah, the big two, uh, or and, and a combination of that and the Horda from Star Trek, kind of wobbled on the ground, and, you know. And oh, and played. No Billy kill, Barty, I. Wasn't it, wasn't no it Billy Barty? Yep. Really, Billy Barty? Billy Barty, yeah. There you go. There you go. So, right, yeah, Sigmund the Sea Monster. Uh, can't get enough of that green slime. Well, with the Sid and Marty Croft thing, um, their soundstage, the whole place where they shot all that stuff, ended up being purchased and became the CNN broadcast studio. So the majority of what you saw in the uh, mid-80s <laughs> all the way through the 90s was the studio that all of the Sid and Marty Croft TV shows that we grew up with in the 70s were shot in. Wow. They should have had, like, the costumes and the, the sea <laughs> monster stuff, like, on the outsides. That'd be cool. And now for the weather, Sigmund. Traffic report up. by Charles Nelson Riley. <laughs> <laughs> it's clear up here, but I know it's cloudy down there. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell if that's Riley or Phyllis Diller. <laughs> it's one of the same. Well, uh, still, well it depends on if it's a weekday or a weekend. You know? uh, what's her okay, name? Fez, give us Charles Nelson yeah. Riley. <laughs> Blue Fez, what, what would you like to say about the green slime? So... I, I actually, I, I, so I own this movie as well. I bought it a few years ago. And it's one of the ones that, yes, you you catch at 1130 at night on on a horror host or Saturday afternoon, Creature Feature would have been my my exposure. And I, I'm sure it won't probably watch it. And it's it's funny because I, I, I love watching this movie because it's just so absurd. But the, the thing that always irritates me about this movie is it looks like there was a lot of money, care, and attention thrown into the sets and the costumes. We've got some, you know, kind of primitive blue screen. That's not so bad. But, wow, the model work is just not good. I mean, even by <laughs> even by that, you know, the Toei and the standards, it's it's kind of... H.O. standard, yes. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, it's it's not it's not good. And I, I and it, it, it always, you know, there's this scene where the... The one, the one section of the spacecraft blows up, and I'm like, "Well, oh, look, it's on fire in space." In space, space. Yes. I, I like when they when they show the the dish antenna, yeah. all covered in the little slime. Yeah, um, it's like it's like plankton. Well, I mean, it's where plankton from SpongeBob got his look. I guess plankton. I think it's a plankton looks like, like those little tiny yeah. little green slimes yeah. with their yes. arms flailing about in the air on on the space station. And it, and it's, right. and, but and, to think that they went through the trouble to actually kind of animate those things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and there's there's also some questionable decisions. Like, okay, we've got an asteroid that's going to cause an extinction-level event on Earth. And they said, hey, if you fail, don't come back. We're dead. You know, it's not even worth it. So if you're going to do this... Why are you bringing this huge crew to the asteroid? You only need a couple guys to go there, plant the charges, and get off. No, you take the egghead who's got it. Who you, and I'm, I'm telling you, just like in um, 
what was the movie prometheus the the one of the alien uh, prequels right, where right. you got the scientists going oh look here's a giant penis snake i think i'm gonna play with it no <laughs> you don't play with it you don't play with the green slime. You don't don't play it. with the penis snake. No, exactly. <laughs> it's like what? It's like okay, you green know, slime either way. Yeah, no. and, and, and and this guy is like, oh boy, I'm gonna take a sample back, and then like tar, like you said, and then drops it on his. It's like this guy, <laughs> you know, when they're I I, I would have I was with Horton, like we gotta head back to the ship. Where's so and so? I don't know, but we've mm-hmm. got to get back. You can't leave him behind. I'm thinking, yeah, fuck this guy we're, guy. Like, we're, we're leaving and and we were right because when we get back all he cares about is his scientific discovery even though this thing is going to destroy the earth i'm like yeah i would have closed the door too leaving him with the green slime because this guy it's just, i'm just like but there's by the way when he's trapped in the slime dying and the door opens up and he's sitting there he looks just like fred schneider from the beach too <laughs> I thought maybe it was he does. Around, That's true. He does. He really does. Like yeah. And whenever every time that door opens up, I go lobster, baby. When he says dark lobster, exactly. Green slime, baby. Yeah, totally. But yeah, you know, green slime is a lot of fun. It it it's it's perfect for you. Bad movie night. Get your friends together and watch it. It's just yeah. I mean. It's not the best of that kind of genre, but it's still a hell of a lot of fun to watch. Yes, the number of people I have introduced that movie to, um, they still don't speak to me that to this day. Uh, no, <laughs> no I think you know, it, it's become a perennial favorite. You know, with my friends who love to get together and watch bad movies, and it's just because there's always something fun. You know, even if it gets boring for two minutes you know in two minutes something's going to happen that's going to make the movie worthwhile yeah. i just oh, all better. these like, little scenes and i love the sounds of the the motor you know the vehicles going back and forth and the yes golf carts in space yeah and that <laughs> kind of whiny noise which i heard actually used in i think some of the other a couple other movies i've seen these space movies yeah. but then the green slime the way they you know, squeaky toys it's just it's just brilliant you know. That's right up there with uh, what is that? Uh, oh, what was the sequel to the Mysterians? What was that one? Battle in Outer Space. Oh, right, right. Yeah, but anyway, they get to the aliens. They they're on the moon and they corner the hero astronaut and some fe- female astronaut. Anyway, the aliens are closing in and they're making that squeaky toy. Sounds like a little dog's squeaky toy. <laughs> same, it's the same noise. It's a, it's something like that. It's just oh, so oh. stupid. Well, it's like probably what, wouldn't why be the would same you do that noise? Because Toye and 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 Toho were rival companies. So, so if Ta- a... if Toye was using that sound effect, I'm sure they wouldn't let Toho use it right, as well. Right. Yeah, but they were so, squeaky enough. Yeah, it, it, it sounded like a rubber squeaky. Well, thing. the thing that the, you know we you touched on a little bit on on Green Slime was kind of the fascistic uh, aspects of it. Um, one of the things that I find interesting is the choice of colors for the different casts of of, of uh, people on the ship, you know, like... The crew? All the crew, every, you know, like all of the, the... The maintenance guys have, you know, powder blue, and then the, the cops, you know, the, the uh, security people have dark blue, you know, and I just thought that was blue trim, pretty, pretty pretty cool. (laughs) Um, Yeah, real ridiculous and in its fascism, but very cool. 
Um, because it's so, how else because are you gonna know so when the, when the, yeah, yeah, how else are you gonna know where everyone stands, right? And the other irony I think is really, shirts. really interesting in this movie is they learn early on you don't shoot them, right. you know. Right. But then later on, the they end up shooting him a lot. Yeah. So right. that because that yeah. it looked cool. Well, yeah, because <laughs> they box themselves in. If we can't shoot him, what can we do? Throw right. a net on him. <laughs> yeah, we know that didn't work. Well, that us. didn't work, so we're out of options. <laughs> Let's right, go back so and shoot them. Kill them, and hopefully they'll get out before the base engine blows up. Because by that time, yeah, it was pretty much screwed. But mm-hmm. I like how they can like self-replicate. You know, they can heal themselves. They were a little no, that bit was all. That all, all that was. I thought was really cool, and I like yeah, the irony it. that it was the contamination room that made them powerful. I that's you know yeah. that's ironic right, right there. So uh, in a and, way, and there is a there is a uh, Rankin's what is, mistake. What is name Rankin's mistake. Right. Because oh, is. let's do it three times. <laughs> that just made him you know three times stronger. And they're growing so he, was, the, he was really the, the one foam. that ultimately brings the <laughs> the the uh, space station down. And then another aside about the space station: we got to contain these. We got to contain these. Oh, we're going to blow it up. We're going to blow it up. It blows up in the atmosphere of the Earth. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I'm going. Where's the question mark? Yeah. Where, where's yes. the end? The question mark. It's got to come Ab- up. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. In fact, in a green I, slime kind of font. Yes, <laughs> I, I I must have missed something because when I rewatched it, I'm thinking, all right, they're going to aim this thing for the sun. That's the smart thing to do. It's a long <laughs> trip, but still, uh, no, they're going to blow it up in Earth's orbit. Which I'm something. Oh, here's the. We're going to get the sequel because, well, no, not a sequel because everybody will be dead. That, but still, absolutely. So when so when I see it on fire coming in, I'm like, oh, it's coming on fire. So it's in the sun, and then you see Earth. I'm like, oh, that boom. I'm like, no, that's not going to end well. Well, you, that was opened up to uh, Green Slime 2, which never happened, but... <laughs> I would love to see another Green Slime movie come out. That would be a, another sequ- a sequel. That would be awesome. That would be great. Green Here we go. Slime. Oh, well, there it is. There it is, inmates. Uh, the Green Slime. You know, it is. It is a fun movie, entertaining, uh, and just it's riotous. You know, it, the more you watch it, the the, the more humorous parts of it get. On, on yeah. our roster of hoots. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's so, right. Uh, Jell- Jello is as Jello does. Where's right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Bill Cosby? Um, not in prison. Uh, let's go around. Have you been seeing anything good lately? Uh, Professor Feather, have, have you been watching anything? Um, uh, no. Hey. <laughs> I've Back been out mowing my yard. All right, so you've been seeing the grass grow and cut and fly. All right, uh, Blue Fez, have you seen anything lately? Anything okay. good? What you watching? That, that, that we're currently watching. Okay. Um. So, you're you're gonna say no to this, and I I apologize because it's it's interesting that we bring up the the Toei relation to the uh, Japanese Spider Man. Uh, I happen to find a fairly decent print of the CBS TV Spider Man shows, and they somebody put them oh, all together yeah. as this giant ass file. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I've just been watching them over the last week while I've been working. <laughs> And again, I know 
they're <laughs> they're not good, but oh. I just I chuckle every time I see them because man. Eh. There's you know. no way that dude's hairdo fits under the mask. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like a big lumpy thing. <laughs> Thank you. Spider mushroom. Like wearing a I giant like his spider web, sponge. though, too. Like big oh, right. yeah. rope shooting out. Just like... well, and, the <clears> fact, <throat> and the fact that his climbing up the wall is slipping. and Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's just... Oh my goodness! He, he glides and, across it. <laughs> so, so it's funny. So when I, I mentioned the toy Spider Man, there's a series on uh, Disney Plus called Marvel Six One Six, and it's like yes. it's like like little documentaries about the Marvel Universe. The so first good. one is about the Spider Man TV show, and yeah. they talked about how that had been done first, and then they sh- you know they were trying to bring this concept over to Japan, and the <laughs> Japanese producers watched it, and they're like, "Oh, right, this isn't very this good." Is crap. <laughs> But so, but here's the funny thing, though. If you look at the costume, the costume is almost identical to the one in the CBS production, yeah. except for the except for the mask. The mask is different, but everything else is similar. But when I was watching this, um, one thing that kind of just struck me is that the guy that played the Japanese Peter Parker, his name's not Peter <laughs> Parker, of course. Um, the guy was just like it was my first acting gig, and he was just so excited that people were asking him about it, and he just gushed about it. And and they talked to the stunt man who had to do all the the stunt work and how they. It's funny because I don't think they did this in the CBS version, but he talked about how they wanted him to move more insect like. So he's like, "Oh, they put me in the suit," and they're like, and he goes, "Then I'd crouch," and they're like, "Lower," and he's like, "Can't <laughs> get down." He's like, and they're like, "Can you go lower?" And he's like. Now without splitting myself in half. What know? the hell you want? But uh, <laughs> so so yeah. So between that on the Marvel six one six and the CBS Spider Man, I've just been having a retro Spider Fest lately. So nice, nice. And yeah, with giant robots. Marvel yes. What yeah. you watch? I've been watching Penny Dreadful. Um, ah. uh, I've seen it before, and I've been rewatching it, and I think uh, I think it's actually really smart. Uh, it's way more, uh, I don't know, in in depth, uh, and also pulp. Like because it's a penny dreadful, and it says, you know, hey, you know, you don't have to believe in any anything that we're writing about. Um, but then it, it it creates these great characters. It's also got great actors. You know, it's got Eva Green. Um, mm-hmm. It's got uh, um, Timothy. What's his name? He was a James Bond. Timothy Dalton. Huh? Dalton. Timothy Dalton. Dalton. Yeah, Timothy Dalton. Um, My favorite Bonds. Yeah. He was actually a real Bond. Like, if you read the books and you watch the Timothy Dalton, motherfucker ass. He was a fucker. I mean, James Bond was an asshole. (laughs) If you read the books, he was a first-rate asshole. Uh, Penny Dreadful is really good, though. Um, I think just every... The first season has its arc. The second season has its arc. And the third uh, has its arc. Uh, the first season is vampires. The second season is witches, uh, which is really good. Um, uh, so, yeah, that's what I've been watching. Really good. It's on Netflix, uh, if you have it. Nice. Nice. Uh, uh, Dr. Tar, what you been watching? Um, oops, sorry. On, <laughs> on YouTube, I saw a uh, documentary about a... Uh, when was this made? Nineteen started in nineteen fifty four, but it like took eight years to finish by two uh, British teenagers. It was 
it could happen here. It was like a, a alternate history type story. And it was, uh, you know, the Nazis took over Great Britain and infiltrated. And, uh, but anyway, I, it, this documentary, it was a short documentary, but they talked about how Kubrick lent them a camera, or no, he lent them film, two cases of film to finish in 35 millimeter to get it. And someone else, I can't remember the director, maybe the guy that directed. Anyway, lent them a camera to finish in 35 millimeter. Anyway, and then they talk about the story. The story, I haven't seen the story yet, but it is also on YouTube. It looks interesting. I mean, the idea and stuff, but it takes place through the eyes of a nurse who uh, actually ends up joining the fascists just so she could do her stuff and move about and all that stuff. But anyway, it, it, it looks called? interesting. What's it called? Interesting. Uh, I believe it's called It Could Happen Here. Here. Uh, oh, it right. happened here. Yeah. It happened here. Yeah. Anyway, I, and I think it, and, but it took like eight years to finish this film with, you know, the teenagers. But anyway, the professionals helped finish it up and polish it up and released. And uh, yeah, it looks interesting to me. Maybe we should explore that. I don't know. Sounds good. I, uh, last night, watched a really fun, great movie called Nobody with Bob Odenkirk. Oh. Yes, Gadfly C. Yes. You were reacting. <laughs> yeah, has anyone else seen it? I haven't seen it, but I know what oh. you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, and I heard about it. I did, I'd heard about it because Odenkirk was being interviewed on the Howard Stern show. So I was listening to him like, oh, God, this sounds really great. I got to watch this. And it is. It is so entertaining and appealing to that primal primal beast inside of you where you know uh not not to give too much away but basically odenkirk plays a guy named hutch mansell who's kind of living this repetitive redundant life not really appreciated kind of overlooked uh he's very passive you know but then when two thieves break into his house one night uh things change and something is kind of unleashed uh in him this part of part of him that he had kind of buried and you get you get to kind of see what happens. But if you like the kind of action that you see in John Wick and the kind of body counts <laughs> yes. that you see in John Wick, you are going to love nobody. Yeah. Gadfly, take it. Yeah, no, nobody is great because uh, Bob Odenkirk. Uh, I'm a big fan of Bob Odenkirk, and I love uh, Better Call Saul. Um, mm. That's one of my favorite TV shows. There's so Fantastic. much good about that. Um Everybody's all about uh, what? What? What's the the show he comes from? Breaking, Breaking Bad. Bad. Breaking Bad. Yeah, which I think went on for four seasons too long. You know, I mean, I literally could have been like two or three seasons and would have been a great. Um, but the, the the crowning jewel of that was Bob Odenkirk's character, Saul Goodman. Um, and if you watch Better Call Saul you find out all kinds of great stuff about that character. Mm -hmm. um, he's so, so good. And uh, yeah, that's a, nobody's a great, I was actually going to suggest that we watch that for an episode uh, along, oh, yeah. uh, along with Willie's Wonderland, which is another, uh, <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. Oh my God. Another, yeah, I totally will watch it again. Yeah. Another uh, uh, 
uh, Raging Cajun. Cage, yeah, yeah, Nick Cage movie. Because uh, it's fucked up weird. I take that it's, back. I would have just watched something. I'd totally, you made me think about it. Is Aronofsky's The Wrestler. Oh, my oh, yeah. God. Um, so yeah. good. I hadn't seen that for a while. So mm-hmm. the other night I, I, I came across it and I thought, yeah, I'm going to watch yeah. this. That's yeah, the performances are amazing, oh, um, oh, and it, it, it that those wrestling scenes with like the broken glass and the tax mm-hmm. and the stapler, I mean the, the the makeup effects look just so real and so simple, um, but just horrific, you know. Yeah, the I that movie is a wonderful movie to watch, and just and who performs stars? Well, bringing back Mickey Rourke. Hmm? Mickey Rourke, yeah. Mickey Rourke, Mickey Rourke. yeah. I yeah, because that was a movie that kind of reinvigorated his career. He hadn't done anything for a long time. He kind of fucked things up, uh, and then he then he got back, you know, into that. The wrestler it started all over again because then he was in Iron Man two, and he's been in a couple other things since. He but, was a boxer uh, for a while. Yep, mm-hmm. um, and you know he has a the medical condition, and so that kind of kept him kept, 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 yeah, kept him out, and then then so, he kept, started coming back. He's a weird um, dude. He's brilliant in it, and you know it, it's it, it's an Aronofsky movie. What can you say? He, he's uh, in another the, brilliant director writer. So he is uh, Chanovsky in uh, Barfly, which is one of his most brilliant roles. Mm-hmm. He also shows up as a, a character in Hollywood, uh, the mm-hmm. book by uh, Bukowski. And it's great. Bukowski really portrays him as a, a cool person, you know, like not and not like just a cool person, but like a, a, a deep and interesting person. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I thought I'd throw that in there because I did. Yeah. It reminded me of that. Oh, it's a yeah, such a yeah. such a good movie, yes. and performances are great, and uh, and the way it's directed. I mean, there are moments it's cold and bleak and stark, oh, which yeah. is just kind of mirrors the, you know, the the the, the content of the movie. It it feels as empty and desperate as the character main character, you know, seeking or some kind of redemption. So, yeah. ah, nice, nice, ah. Well, I think we have slimed ourselves into oblivion. I'm very, very excited about this. And if you've never seen The Green Slime, oh, don't wait. Don't hesitate. Get out there and get yourself some green, green slime. slime. Take it on the chin. That's right. Take us out of here, Gadfly. Yeah, you guys want to watch me take a dump? Say been listening to Radio. the blob yeah that's me no the other one the plot thickens <laughs> the plot that one the plot sickens <laughs> only after i eat a big cup of bowls of chili the h-man <laughs> Preparation H Man. <laughs> A very different film. Boy, you got a lot of lumps. <laughs>
like my gravy, lumpy. Oh, unsaneradio at gmail.com. Unsaneradio.com. Go there and look at the pretty fucking pictures. Uh, what can I say? Uh, read the descriptions. We have over a hundred and... Multitude. Insert 20, insert 21 episodes already. So <laughs> have fun awesome. looking through them. Um, <laughs> yes, yes, you can also find us on the Facebook and at tarnfeather.com on the Ethernet. And also check out Psycho Cinema on Facebook. Psycho Cinema on Vimeo. And Vimeo to see us. Mark Justice, comma writer, is not on Vimeo, but he is on Facebook. Mark Justice fifty four on Instagram and Heavy Metal Horror right here, a part of the Unsane Radio podcast thing universe, whatever that we're doing. And then Montag Lewis on Instagram. If you want to know what's coming out, we've got some great episodes coming up. Oh, very exciting! Heavy Metal Horror. And we freaks on Facebook, W E E F R E E K Z, a wacky little comic strip about sideshow kids and life. Check it out. Back online. Back online. Yep, we're back, baby. <laughs> I want to get on the Ethernet. <laughs> I want to get off. Live without an Ethernet. Yep, here comes the green slime. Green mime. Space pants. You sound like green motherfucker. <laughs> I had this motherfucking slime on my motherfucking station. They just hate us because we're artists. Oh. And green. <laughs> Y'all fucked up my fade. <laughs> green slime. <laughs> <laughs>